Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Well, good morning, everyone. Um, anyway, I wanted to uh, address a few questions before we actually start on this. And it's going to, you know, tie into what we're talking about today. Remember, God is good. The devil is bad. God is good. Devil bad. I want you to say it. God is good. Devil is bad. And um, one of the comments uh, from our last, uh, our, my last teaching was, uh, we have more faith in the enemy to destroy us than we do in the Lord to heal us. Wow, isn't that the truth? That is so true. And uh, if you're on who wrote that, you are absolutely correct. We have more faith in the enemy to destroy us than we do in the Lord to heal us. Now, just remember, God is good, devil is bad. So when we are giving the and, and putting faith in, and talking to and um, receiving from the devil, like daily, hourly, we our faith actually starts to rise up in that area. And um, I'll tell you, let's see, I wanted to uh, read this one scripture. So I wanna go to First uh, Peter 5, 8. Come on over with me. First Peter, uh, let's see. Okay, well, okay, let's do this. This is, um, this is submitting to the good God, God that's good and resisting the devil that's bad. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be as submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. I'm sorry, I didn't give you the right thing. It's first, it's uh, first Peter 5, 5. Um, God resists the proud. Well, it says, uh, yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You know, yeah, humility is a big thing. Uh, we're gonna we'll talk about that another time. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. Um, this is not about healing, like that. In due time, He will He will heal you. No, healing is now. But what I love about this scripture it says that uh, he may exalt you in due time. Therefore, humbly, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. This really has a lot to do with, um, you know, uh, position um, strategies about, you know, like let's say you want to move up in your company. What I love is that you never need to worry about that. God is is. He is the one exalting you in due time. He knows who needs to move in or move out in that job situation so that you, he can move you forward. Let him 
I mean it. Let him uh, be the one that promotes you. Let him promote you, please. That is, and and you know what? Not only is that like, like full of faith and amazing, but just knowing that your position in your job or whatever, I don't even know, we just use it for whatever it is that you need to use it for. Just think of it, that him um, promoting you, you know will only be from him. That is awesome. That is where we need to live. Knowing that only God could promote you and exalt you and put you in a position where you need to be. And sometimes some people do have to, you know, be moved out, put, you know, I don't know, like moved, kind of like chess pieces in order for there to be a place for you to get in. So that's why I do not, I do not care about how, you know, things are not working or, or not going as fast as I want them to. Because I know that God, he directs my steps. The, uh, the devil does not direct my steps. Do you understand that? The devil does not direct your steps. And if, and if it looks like it, you need to check up on who's directing your steps. You probably are. And you're directing them right into his plan. So that is, you know, that's one thing that people really have a hard time with. Um, you have a lot to do with your life. <laughs> you know, the success uh, of your life or the downfall of your life. You really do have a lot to do with that, meaning that, you know, what, and this is not to condemn you and blame you for anything, but you constantly, um, you know, putting yourself down, believing lies, it stops you. It literally, it can, doesn't necessarily mean it does all the time, but it can stop you in the things that were, that are moving forward. You know, a lot of times we hear this, well, God isn't moving fast enough. Well, how do you know that? Think about it. Do you really know that? Is that true? God does not move fast enough for you. God's not doing what he promised he would do. What about all the things going on behind the scenes that you don't know about? How about that stuff? That's the stuff that what I love is that God revealed that to me many years ago. And he said, you're just looking at the outside. You're looking at face value where I've been working on this for years for you. But again, you know, I'm not seeing by sight because I want to walk by sight and not by faith. When I'm walking by sight, I'm not seeing the result that I'm looking for. Therefore, I might say, well, it doesn't work then. You know, that makes me want to cry when I hear when it just really does. I can't help but I get very emotional with this. But when people say God's word doesn't work, that is not true. God's word always works. There's never a time that it doesn't work. And just because we don't physically see something, and I, I hope whoever has ears to hear this, please listen to me. We stand on the promises that are true. These are not promises of lies. These are not promises of doom and gloom. We stand on promises that are true and alive. So 
You just have to know, even though you don't see something, I promise, I promise you, based on what the word tells me, that it is so, it is true. It is yes and amen. It's true, please. Please just know that really, honestly, there's stuff that's, that's going on. There's healing that's taking place on the inside of your body and you may not see it or you may not feel it. <coughs> Excuse me, but that does not mean that it doesn't work. That's not true. So I, I hope you can, I just pray that you can grab a hold of that. And, and again, you know, as far as like things that are in our control, like our attitude and stuff like that, that's the part where you are in control of your attitude. You decide your attitude. You decide if you're going to have a good attitude or a bad attitude. And I know that no one literally wakes up in the morning and says, hey, today I'm going to have the worst attitude ever. No, I know that doesn't happen. So we're going to go to, uh, we're going to keep going here. Therefore, humble yourselves. And if you just came on, it's 1 Peter 5, 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Now, I just wanted to also get definition in case we, you know, don't have the full definition of humble because God is really, he's mentioned this now three times just in this one. Let's see, humble. Okay. Not proud or arrogant. Having a feeling of insignificance, inferiority, subservient. Wait. Oh, I felt very humble. Well, wait a minute. That's not right. Okay, we're not going to look at that one. That's wrong. Um, courteously, courteously respectful. So you're um, you're not thinking of yourself in a high in a high position. Um, let's see. Uh, to make me not proud or arrogant. That's really what. I like the other stuff. I don't believe that's that. Well, this is Webster. So, but that's not what God is saying. God is saying, you know, when, when we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may. So think about it. Here's like the hand of God, <laughs> the hand of God. But when we humble ourselves under the direction, under the Lord, we are literally, what we're doing is we are being um, uh, meek. We are, we are not trying to exalt ourselves above the Lord. We are, we are right. It's like I love Psalm 91. It says that he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You know, under his wings you shall take refuge. I love that because I feel, I, I, can, I feel like it's this big, you know, this, this big bird, this big eagle, this big dove, and I'm under his wings and I'm, I'm living there and I'm comfy and I'm so protected and so like satisfied and so happy and so free. Oh boy. That's, that is, man, just that freedom to feel that freedom. But anyway, so therefore humbly, humble yourselves under the mighty hand. Don't try to exalt yourself above Christ. Don't exalt yourself above the knowledge of Christ. 
be humbly under his right, mighty right hand, or under it, my, excuse me, under his mighty hand, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. So when you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may uh, exalt you in due time. Be, now you know you're going to be exalted in due time. So what do you do? So you keep casting, you cast your care, you give it to him. You literally throw it. You, you throw it as far as you can out into the sea. I'm only going based on like casting your line, right? You're fishing. I used to be a fisherwoman and we would cast that fishing rod as far out as we could. Well, that's what we're doing here because we are humble under the right, under the mighty hand of God. And so when we do that, we take all of this care and we give it to him. We cast it all upon him, all upon him. That's every single thing. That's even minute by minute stuff. You know, listen, we are all, we all are subject to bad thoughts. I wish that weren't true, honestly. We are all we all have an opportunity to accept bad thoughts or resist bad thoughts. Tell bad thoughts they are not yours, they don't belong here, they don't live here, they have no power over you, and then they have to flee, right? So casting all your care. So what happens is a bad thought comes in it brings on a care, it brings on stress, it brings on anxiety, it brings on whatever it is. Because when we are exalting ourselves above the Lord, then we are not th saying, thinking, slash believing and trusting that God is enough. We don't have the confidence in him. We don't think that he's enough to take all of the sickness and the disease and all the other stuff. We don't think that he's enough to change and fix and repair and restore relationships and situations. We start going on our own and that's a big problem. So casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. You know, Elena, he cares for you. Uh, see me, he cares for you. Casting all your cares for he cares for you, Freddie. He cares for you, Valerie. He cares for you, Rachel. He cares for you, Beverly, Sonia. He cares for you, Valdo. He cares for you, Karen. He cares for you, Missy. He cares for you, Rosalie. He cares for you. Casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. And then this is what I love. Be sober. Be vigil vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So let's see here. Let's look up sober, all right? Now, we all know sober is usually like, well, if I'm not drunk, I'm sober, right? Yes, that's true, but let's look up something else. 
Um, well, uh, that's not it. <laughs> S-O-B-E-R. Okay, Julian, I misspelled it. Okay. You guys getting anything out of this? Um, not intoxicated or drunk. Habitually temperate, especially in the use of liquor. Quiet in demeanor. Um, subdued in tone. Free from excess, extravagance, or exaggeration. Showing self-control. Um, yeah, I like that. So be sober. When you're sober-minded, you have control. When you are drunk-minded, you don't have control. Your mind is thinking crazy things, right? Your mind is not, um, well, first of all, when you're drunk, your mind is not stayed on the Lord. I can tell you that for sure. So don't fool yourself. If you feel like, oh, no, I, I can go get drunk and have my mind stayed on the Lord. That doesn't happen. So that's sober, right? Be vigilant. V-I-G-I-L-E-N-T. Okay. I love this, too, because, well, let's see. And this is what's so important because being vigilant, um, I, I mean, I know you know what this means, but keenly watchful to detect danger, ever awake and alert, watchful. So that's pretty intense, right? Awake, not being drunk not being, you know, where your mind doesn't know what the heck you're doing, right? Your mind is like not stayed on the Lord. Your mind is wandering. Your mind is thinking up crazy things, right? Keenly, and then when it says to be vigilant, keenly watchful to detect danger. So when you're not of a sound mind and you're not vigilant and you're not paying attention, right? That's how these things can come and mess with you in literally for real. So now all these phone calls keep coming in. You understand that? This is how if we are not sober and we are not vigilant, this is how the enemy gets in. So he walks about like a roaring lion. What I love too is the word says about, right? You're about, he walks about like a roaring lion. He walks around like he is the roaring lion. That does not mean he is. He's acting like a roaring lion. One that is ready to pounce. One is ready to try to destroy, right? But he's not that. He walks around about, he walks about like a roaring lion. He is not the roaring lion. Although sometimes your mind is hearing this roaring all the time, this screaming at you. I know that's what, I know some of you deal with that because I dealt with it. It's that screaming. So what do we do when, the, when that, those thoughts and those words start screaming? We got to shut them down. Nope, you are a liar. 
No, I refuse to give you a minute of my time. I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. And his praise will continually be in my mouth. I am not going to um, exalt the enemy in my mouth. It says, I will bless the Lord with my mouth. Bless the Lord. I, when his praises will continually be in my mouth. I am not going to praise the enemy. That's what he wants. If he's got you there all the time, that's where you will stay. And he knows that you won't leave because then it will become a comfort zone. I know that sounds ridiculous and crazy, but that's what happens. So let me go back to my title. God is good. The devil is bad. So you don't want to praise him. You don't want to give him glory. Do you understand that? You don't want to give him glory. But most Christians get together and it's like, blah, 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 blah. Devil, blah, 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 blah. And God's like, hey, hello, what about me? <laughs> what about me? I've been here this whole time. I'm the one that promised you all those good things. But you are making a decision every day to glorify the enemy, not you. I'm just saying that would be what if we were doing that, it would be like, what's God's position in this? If we're glorifying the devil all day long, you know, it's crazy because I've seen, we see those shirts that says, not today, Satan. Would you ever wear that on your chest? Would you ever glorify him? Would you ever allow other people to see that, like to read it and to be reminded of the devil? No. Because let me tell you something, people that are doing really bad things, awful things, they like reading that on your chest because they know him. They work with him. They work for him. So you're not helping Christians out by wearing not today, Satan, because there's a few things wrong with that shirt. Number one is not today. So what, tomorrow or tonight is a better time? Not ever. But you don't wear Satan on your chest. Come on. I know you, maybe you, some of you have, maybe some of you listening in the future have, but I'm just giving you some wise counsel here. Don't buy the shirts that tell you not today, Satan. You don't want him on your chest. Okay? We'll keep going. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Who he may devour, who he might, who he would love to devour, as long as you show him that you are devourable, he will devour you. So let's look up the word devour. Got to turn off and turn on all these things to do that. So let's see that. All right. To swallow or eat up hungrily, to consume destructively. I think that's okay. This is the, the definition. To consume destructively, recklessly, or wantonly. Um, to absorb or engross wholly. Well, that's what devour means. He wants to devour you in every way that he can so that he can completely 
steal, kill, and destroy from you. That's the only way that he can do that, is if he can devour you. So now we're literally, we are discussing, talking, you're seeing how he devours. Well, let me ask you a question. How does he devour? How has he devoured you in your life? Write it down. Okay. Um, and then we'll get to that as soon as you guys start writing it down. Resist. Okay. So this is uh, verse nine. Resist him. Resist him. Steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings you experience by your, your brotherhood in the world, but may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, established, strengthened, and settle you, to him be the glory and the, and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. So resist him steadfast in the faith. Knowing that the same, I, I wrote that wrong, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. We all have an opportunity to be devoured, to be, um, uh, uh, yeah, devoured and uh, to be, uh, like, what am I trying to say here? Sought out by the devil. That's really the word. Because he says he, he's seeking whom he may devour. We all have that ability. We all have that possibility that that's, well, we know that's what he's trying to do. But in every way that we can, we resist him. You resist him. How do you resist him? You start praising the Lord. You start worshiping God. You start, um, yeah, if there are times when you're like, I rebuke you, devil, but that's it. Don't go on for 20 minutes talking to him. Because he just sits there. He doesn't respond to you. He doesn't care. He'll let you talk all night long about him. Because that doesn't in, enforce him. That doesn't encourage him to stop. You resist the devil by submitting to God. And let me just tell you this. You are not sitting here helpless. I hope you know that. You have the word of God. You have the, the words of the Lord. You've got the word of God in your mouth because it's in your heart. And if it's not in your heart, you put it in your heart so that it comes out of your mouth. Remember that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. What is your mouth speaking? And I love what uh, one of the ladies said is that she knew, she now knows that she gave him all authority. She gave him the all backstage, um, all access pass to her heart. And that's where all this lies. It's in our heart. That's what we do. We give him our heart because our heart, we start feeling like God wasn't enough. God didn't do what he said he was going to do. I mean, am I just speaking to myself here? But it's true. God didn't do what he said. So now I, you know, I, I, there's no authority here whatsoever. God's not good, but that's not true. That's not true at all. That's your flesh talking. That is your flesh talking. That's your flesh talking. That's your flesh talking. I'm not going to say that again, but you got it. That is your flesh talking. Well, maybe I said it one more time, but 
when the word of God is coming out of your mouth, that is powerful, even though you don't see the change. You know that if there were time, my God, if I had just stopped and given up on things that that I, you know, that I spoke and I didn't see it come to pass immediately, I don't even know if I'd be sitting here. Well, I wouldn't be, actually. Do you understand that? But I had to learn that God was always working on my behalf. God always is blessing me. God is always standing and delivering on his promises. He does not lie. God is good. People are not, okay? God is good. People are not. People that did things to you, people that said things to you, they are not good. That's bad stuff. But God is good. God is good. We have to resist, be sober, be vigilant at all times. Knowing that, and listen, and that's why I love that, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced throughout the room. That's why, that's why we're doing healing journeys today. We all suffered that, but it's time now you don't suffer anymore. It's time you don't suffer anymore. And I'm telling you, you're going to see a change in your situation today because of this teaching. I mean it. That I Things that I say, uh, I mean. I'm not just saying things to be like, well, I'm just being confident. Well, yes, I am. But I'm being confident in the word. I'm being confident in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm being confident in that. And I also wanted to, to remind you that even though you might know a lot of scripture and you pray just amazing, beautiful prayers, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues, you don't have the power. I mean it. You don't have the power. You need the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you so that you can navigate in this world and be sober and be vigilant and be steadfast and all those things. So before we leave, before we end this, I'm going to pray that whoever is not filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues will before we end this broadcast. But I love this. This is verse 10. But may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. Now, it says, after you've suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. This is not God punishing you and making you suffer, okay? We all know that because we are in Christ, because we speak, because we live by faith, because we stand on promises, people um, mock us, people tease us, people persecute us. That is a given. That is a given. People will do that. So that's not, that's not saying that God is going to make you suffer on top of your suffering. No, you're suffering because you are in Christ and you are getting ridiculed and all those things that they do. That's what they do. You think that, I mean, it's just dumb. But yeah, people are not going to leave you alone. No, they, first of all, they want what you have, but they just don't know how to tell you that they want what you have. 
And listen, that's why you can't get offended because if they are, um, let me find the scripture. Oh, that's not it. Um, if they are inquiring, if they are persecuting you, man, that is an open door to say, to, for them to see your conviction, to see that you like, fine, whatever, throw something at me, like hit me, whatever. You're not gonna change the way I feel. You're not gonna change my, my truth. You're not gonna change truth on the inside of me. Do whatever you feel, but you're not gonna change me. That's when they go, what is it? Who is it? Like, what is she talking about? How is she so confident in what she believes? What is all this? There you go. There's your open door. Um, let's see. I think it's, but, oh, I just lost my, my page. Dang it. Um, uh, let's see. Let me go back to first Peter. Here we go. Um, so, but may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perf while perfect, established, strengthened, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. So to him be the glory and dominion. You know, my Julianne's favorite scripture is Genesis 126. And uh, I hope you all know that by now. We're going to take a quiz someday, maybe at our next conference. We're going to say, what is our, are some of our teachers' favorite scriptures? Well, just know mine is Genesis 126. There's many, but this is one of the, the main ones for me. Um, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion. There's that word. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all, all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Remember, I'm a table thumper. Over all the enemy. Man, that is such good news. So when it says here, you know, to him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. That's that's dominion over this, this world. We do, we could do it, we could do it, we could do it, you could do it. I know you can, but you gotta have you have to understand that dominion. You rule and reign over this world. You do. Even if you feel like you are the sorriest, ugliest, whatever. Um, nastiest person in the world. I don't care what you think of yourself. God does not think that about you whatsoever. Nada. Nothing. That's you saying that about you. You know, you might think, oh, I'm so fat or, oh, I'm so skinny or, oh, I'm so ugly or I hate my hair and all these things. God says you're perfect this inferiority complex. I hate hearing that. You are loved. You are perfect and you are established. Man, don't you understand how awesome you are? 
You are awesome because God is good and you serve a good God. Devil is bad and we resist him at all costs. We resist him in every single way. He is to be resisted because he does not have any place in your life whatsoever. You got that? You got that? You promise? Okay. Um, let's see. Did you? Oh. Oh, yeah. Some people said that um, they let the, the, the enemy steal their joy. Well, let me tell you something. Joy is one of the fruits of the spirit. So how is it possible? Because the devil did not steal your fruit. No, 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 no. It might have been covered up and convoluted, but it did not steal. He did not steal your fruit. Your fruit is still there. You've got to allow joy to come out in your heart, but it's piled up on all this other stuff that you will set free today, okay? That you are setting free today. Remember I said, all of you, something's going to change for the good in all of you today by listening to this broadcast. All of you listening, whether it's today or next week or 20 years from now, whenever you're listening, I'm telling you, something is changing in your situation today. And that's good. That is not bad. It's good. So hold on to that because it's true. But, you know, this, um, the enemy can only come in and steal what you give him. You know, if your door is locked, you can't get in, right? I mean, right now, here, I'm going to show you this door. I'm locking the door. You see, I've locked the door. Now you can't really see. I've locked the door. I can't get out. Now I've double locked it. I can't even turn this. I'm locking the, I cannot get out. This door is not going to open. The enemy stays behind this door. The lock is the word of God. And honestly, I mean, it's not just, look, I didn't lock the top, right? I just unlocked that, but this one, this one's pretty hard, pretty tough, pretty hard to get into. But now I've double locked it. So if something tries to slip through this, this ain't gonna let it. So do you see this? This is double lock. This is the Lord. This is the word of God. This is the Holy Spirit. This is truth. This is the power, the same power that raised Christ from the dead. That's what that is. You cannot get into the door that is locked, double locked, double locked. That is the Holy Spirit that's praying in tongues, speaking in tongues, knowing that you need that. You need that. And I'm just, man, I'm, I'm telling you, we're going to, I'm going to walk you through that right now. So if you are, if you, if you do not speak in tongues, I'd like you to let me know. Yeah. And you know what someone just said? God wants you powerful. Of course he does. Does he, because this is what he gave you. Now, does he want to see you weak and sick? Of course not. But he loved, don't, don't let that go into condemnation of, well, he wants to see me well because God, Jesus died for that, so he must be disappointed. 
No, uh-uh, no. We can think of all kinds of crazy stuff all the time to just, and that's what's so ridiculous if you think about it. We think of all these crazy things all the time to stop what God has given us. Why? I don't know. We don't feel worthy. Someone told us we weren't. We feel bad. We feel this. We feel, you know, that we're entangled in sin, all these things. And we do all that. And literally when we do that, it it just completely cancels out the the knowledge of the Lord. Because you're you're being completely um insulated and um surrounded and and um yeah insulated so um, we're like in, in, enveloped in these lives so it's made your thinking be wrong it made your reasoning be wrong because all you're thinking about is how bad you are the devil is bad you're not God is good. The devil is bad. You are not that. You're not the devil. You are in the word. You are under God's mighty hand. You are good. You're not bad. Do you understand that? You're not bad. But people think they are. And it breaks my heart. So I want you today to say right now, I am, and put in there a woman or man, I am a good woman or man. I am good. Say it. Don't just type it. I want you to say it. I am good. I'm a good woman. I am a good man. I am not bad. No. No, no, and no. I am a good person, a good woman, a good man. So however, however, and whatever is telling you the contrary, that's where you need to stop it and say no. All right? No. No, absolutely not. So right now, what I'd like you to do is um, if you have not, let me see, anybody has said, um, let's see. Please leave it for my son to come back home. Okay, Laura, he's been out since last night. Well, in the name of Jesus, we just, we literally mandate, say this, Laura, I mandate, I send out my angels to go find my son right now in Jesus' name. Find him, reveal his whereabouts, find him and bring him back right now in the name of Jesus. So we are in agreement with you, Laura, right now that we agree that your son, <clears throat> excuse me, your son will be found and brought back to you. You are loved. Yes, you are loved. You are a love, you are a loved person. Yes, you are not bad. I love this. Okay. So if you do not pray in tongues, you need to. I'm not going to play around anymore. You need to. So what we're going to do is I'm going to pray and then you're going to open your mouth and you're going to speak. You're going to speak in your heavenly, oh my gosh, the most beautiful heavenly language. 
that God has given you on the inside of you. It's unique to you. No one else has it. And only God can understand you. Nobody else can. Not, not anybody human, nor can the devil understand it. So that's power. So, Father, we just thank you right now in Jesus' name for literally unleashing the Holy Spirit on the inside of these of anybody that has not been filled with the Holy Spirit. It is like a river going out right now. And that because of that, that that Holy Spirit now consumes their whole body, that now their tongue will come out. Their, their language to you, their love language to you, Father, will come out like a like like a waterfall just flowing out of them right now we loose your tongue and we say speak in tongues right now allow yourself relax and allow yourself just to speak in tongues just to tell the lord how much you love him and i thank you father that it is so and it's being done right now in jesus name so if you are now speaking in tongues i want you to be a little bit louder louder now Louder, 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 louder. So our time is up. But God is good. The devil is bad. God is good all the time. The devil is bad all the time. You are a good woman. You are a good man. Period. You're not on the same level as the devil. You're not bad. You are good. You don't even, my God, you wouldn't, you're not even, like, that's not, you're not even in that lane. You're not in that area. No, you're nowhere near him. He is bad. He is always bad. He doesn't have good days and bad days. He's always bad. But God is always good. He doesn't do this either emotionally. Oh, he's up one day, down the next. He loves you one day, hates you the next. Disappointing you another day. Really feel like I got to condemn her because she did. That is not God. I'm telling you right now, that is something you've got to be very protective over. God does not give you accusations that are, that are destroying. He does not accuse you of things like that. That is destructiveness. That is not God. Remember, destructiveness. That is the devil. So any of those thoughts that come in, are they uplifting or are they um, ground, whatever, uplifting and ground, whatever. I don't even know what the word would be, but are they uplifting or are they leveling you to the ground? Are they destroying you? I'm telling you, be in control of your thoughts. Be in control of your mouth, what you say and what you don't say. You control your mouth. God does not control your mouth. You do. And the devil doesn't even control your mouth unless you allow him. But, the God, but God says, just speak my word out your mouth. My word is life. My word is living. My word is powerful. My word is sharp. The other is not. The other is death. All right. I love you guys. And uh, we will see you next week on Healing Journeys Today. And I'm so blessed by you all.
Literally, I am so blessed by you guys. You guys are amazing and awesome and I love you. So I just thank you for daring to come on a platform that is live that you can correspond with during the during the teaching and that, that you are doers of the word and not hearers only, all right? Be doers of the word and not hearers only. It's so easy to be a hearer and not be a doer. So not on my watch. We're all going to be doers of the word. And you are a successful, amazing, awesome, healed person. In Jesus' name. I love you guys. And we will see you next week. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.